0: we you
1: We are Girl Power, where we teach young girls to be yourself.
2: We help you build your self-awareness, self-esteem, self-respect, and self-confidence. Shine bright into the lives of others. Jesus said, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. John 5, 16. Follow your dreams, set goals, monitor those goals, and then work hard to make those goals your reality. Make a difference. Be the someone who makes everyone feel like someone. Change the world. Acts of kindness multiplied by many people can transform the world.
1: girl power where we teach young girls to be yourself
2: we help you build your self-awareness self-esteem self-respect and self-confidence shine bright into the lives of others Jesus said let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven John 5 16 Follow your dreams, set goals, monitor those goals, and then work hard to make those goals your reality. Make a difference. Be the someone who makes everyone feel like someone. Change the world. Acts of kindness multiplied by many people can transform the world.
0: Good morning my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad about it. So glad that you are joining with us this morning on this Lord's Day to worship the Lord our God in spirit and in truth. You know what we need you to do. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you're watching K Chapel live right now. We are live and online. Make sure that your friends, your family, your associates, even those you're praying for, let them know that we're on right now. Invite them to be a part of this worship service. We're going to worship the Lord because he is worthy to be praised. Amen, somebody. Listen, join me in a moment of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, how grateful and how thankful we are for this day, this day that you've given to us to worship and to praise your holy name. God, there is none like you. And Father, we invite you now into this space of our hearts, into our homes, that you might have your way that you might speak your word afresh to our hearts. Oh God, we open our ears, we open our eyes, and we open our hearts to receive the truth of your word. And so God, speak, Lord, for we're waiting to hear a word from you. Now prepare us to be a sanctuary where you will dwell among us right now in spirit and in truth. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. The praise team is coming now. Prepare me to be a sanctuary.
1: I want Him to shake me. I want Him to direct me. I want Him to purge me. I want Him to wash me. Whatever He wants of me to be, I, I'm gonna be. So I'ma say, mold me. What you want me to be? Oh, mold me. What you want me to be? Say mold me. What you want me to be? What you want me to be, mow me, me and we'll say yeah, yes. Yes to, your will. yes to your will. Say yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Say yes to your way. Yes say yes every day. Yes, every day. Yes to your way. Yes, yes, I'll obey. Yes, I'll obey. Yes to your way. What you want me to be? What you want me to do? Where you want me to go? Where you want me to go? Where you want me to go? What you want me to go? How you want me to go? you want me to go? What you want me to do? And we'll say.
2: Scripture this morning will be coming from Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thine disease, thy disease, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with long Long kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. I read the five verses of Psalm 103. Father, we come this morning with Thanksgiving in our heart. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for loving us and keeping us safe. Father, we pray for our church family in their absence from the sanctuary. We pray that you will bless each one, that you will protect each one, and that you will keep each one in your care. Father, we know you're a good God. We know you do all things well, and we just give you all the thanks. We give you the praise, the honor, and we glorify your holy and righteous name. Father, we thank you for blessing our children. Keep them safe in Jesus. Let them know that you're in charge. That they must obey their parents and do the things that will be pleasing to you. Go with us this day, God, our footstep, David, Jesus. Protect our city, our state in this nation. Go with the one that are uh, going to run this state, city in this nation. Bless them, Jesus, and give them the courage to do the things that will be well pleasing in your sight, and that will be for the uplifting of your kingdom the of. Go with
0: us to this day, guide our footsteps, and keep us in your prayer. We pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Listen, I hear amens in the sanctuary, y'all, and y'all y'all may not be able to hear it, but we do have a live audience with us on this morning. Uh, a few people who have gathered here, uh, because we are so blessed to be able to dedicate a child on this morning. Uh, we're going to get to that and introduce him to a beautiful baby boy. We're going to introduce him and and mother and dad to look. He's turned around like he know I'm talking about him. <laughs> look at that. Amen. We're going to introduce them to you in just a moment, but it is also the season of thanksgiving amen season of giving thanks and certainly we want to give thanks to the lord our god who has been so good and so marvelous to us so many reasons uh, that we have to thank the lord i, I received a text message this morning and uh, uh, it, it reminded me uh that we perhaps for some time now we haven't uh recognized people who have having birthdays Uh, At least I I, I, I'll I'll shoulder that. That's me. That's on me. I I forgot to do that. But I got some I got a text message this morning. Somebody who's having a birthday. Um, uh, I'm not going to say how old. Amen. Because mama told me a long time ago, don't tell a woman's age. Amen. But Sister Lucille Green is having a birthday on this morning, I understand. Amen. And so we want to wish her a happy birthday. And listen, if you're having a birthday, go ahead and put it on the timeline right now. I will see it and we will lift those names up. as well. If you got a birthday in the month of November, November birthday babies, go ahead and put your names in the timeline. Let us see you this morning and wish you a happy birthday as well. During this season of thanks, we give God another thanks for another year that he has allowed us to be here in the land of the living. Amen. It's time now that we give our gifts, our offerings uh, and our tithes unto the Lord the Lord God who has blessed us with every good and perfect gift from the Father above. And so we give now, we give now liberally, we give now generously, regularly and cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Bible tells us, try me now and see if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. You can give by any number of ways, by texting the number that's on your screen right now. You can also give by our church app. You can always mail your gift or drop it off at the office. But whatever you do, make sure you give so regularly, liberally, and cheerfully. The praise team is coming again.
1: My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs you to you my hallelujah belongs to you oh lord yes my hallelujah belongs to i
2: For this offering, we pray that it will be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom and your love. We thank you for those uh, that gave in this offering. We thank you for those that wanted to give but didn't have, and we just pray that the one that uh, indeed that this offering will be used, will be good for their upbuilding. He was at your care, to Jesus. We pray. Amen. 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 God bless you.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All of the honor, all of the glory, and all of the praise belongs to our God. What a tremendous day it is. What a tremendous moment it is now to dedicate this precious one whom God has given to this family. We're blessed to have with us on this morning family of Stephen and Ariel Wright uh, and little Mr. Amir Ali Wright. Amen. How old is Amir now? Five months old. Amir is five months old. Amen. Beautiful baby boy. And the, uh, the, so the nuclear family is here with us. But we also have extended family members who are here with us as well. Uh, we have grandmothers, uh, Mary uh, Moore and Joan, Joan Jones. Uh, Grandfathers, Harold Adams and Stanley Wright, and then some aunties, Auntie Marsha, Auntie Lydia and Auntie Jennifer all are here. Amen. You all are looking wonderful. And so we want to invite uh, mom and dad and little Amir to come to the center here. And if you will, family members, just uh, surround them with your love as you already are. But if you will stand with them sort of in a semicircle. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for that. Thank you for this family, a beautiful family indeed, and look at here, Amir, he is just tracking everything. (laughs) Beautiful boy, beautiful boy. Just before we get started, do you mind turning around? I think she can get a shot of him just just to let the people see him, amen. I know everybody's like, I want to see the baby, I want to see him, can you get a shot of him? (laughs) Great. They're getting it, they're getting it. Got it. Beautiful boy. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So baby dedications are important moments in the life of a family. Uh, it is a time that we first of all celebrate what God has done in you and for you. The Bible teaches us that every good and perfect gift comes down from the father above. And what a wonderful gift he has given to you in this this beautiful baby boy, Amir Ali. Baby dedications are much more for the family though than it is for the actual child. It's when the family says that as parents, that as uh, support systems, that we're going to do everything in our power to raise this child up and to help these parents raise this child up in the admonition of the Lord so that when this child comes to the moment where he can confess Christ for himself, that he will have all the tools necessary because you have poured into him. You have taught him. You have helped to raise him. And so it is as much, if not more so for you, as it is for the child himself. And at this moment, we want to dedicate him, but also affirm and confirm the role that you as support system and the role that you as mom and dad will play in little Amir's life. Amen scripture commands that you as parents teach your child about the lord jesus christ and only then will he be adequately equipped for the challenges of his life and sufficiently prepared to meet the lord when he returns your child's spiritual welfare will not be accomplished simply by telling him about jesus as the words of your mouth combined with the obvious presence of the holy spirit in your lives in your lives that will effectively communicate the message of God's love and his saving power to your son. We will proceed now with the act of dedication. I will ask you a few questions and if you agree with those questions, I ask that you simply respond by saying we do. Do you now dedicate your child to the Lord who gave him to you, surrendering all worldly claims upon his life in the hope that he will wholly belong to God? Do you pledge, parents, and with God's help, you will bring up your child in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, making every reasonable effort with patience and love to build the word of God, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord in his life. And do you all now, do you promise God helping you to make it with your regular prayer by God's grace that this child will come to trust Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of his sins and for the fulfillment of all his promises to him, even eternal life, and that in this faith follow Jesus as Lord and obey his teachings. Do you all? I will ask, Ariel, if you will hand a mirror now to the father, Stephen, uh, who acts and is the priest of the home. Usually, I will hold the child now and dedicate the child, but you are the priest of your home. You have every right to dedicate your child. And I will simply pray this prayer with you as you dedicate your child unto the Lord. Let us pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, how grateful, how thankful we are. You are our Father. Thank you that we can call on you. Thank you that we can lean on you and depend on you. And thank you for blessing this family with Amir. I pray now for this father, Stephen, for this mother, Ariel. Oh, God, that you would strengthen them in the days and the years to come to be all that they need to be so that Amir will be all that you have purposed and ordained him to be. Oh, God, when the days get long, strengthen. When the nights become burdensome, lift them up. And, oh, Lord, we will continue to give you the praise, glory, and the honor. And right now, oh, God, as you have given a mirror to them, we now give him to you for you to have your way in his life. In Jesus' name, and for his sake we pray, amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you, Amir. He, he knows something special just happened. He's just looking. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We're going to give you, oh, uh, the uh, certificates have already been prepared for you. If, they, if you will uh, consult your folder, uh, all the information for this day, uh, commemorating this day is contained in this folder. God bless you. And God keep you. You may return to your seats. Amen. Those of you who are watching online, go ahead and congratulate the Wright family. Amen. Let them know uh, that you are praying for them. And baby Amir, that is A-M-I-R. Is that right? A-M-I-R. Amir. Amir Ali. Amen. Beautiful baby boy. God bless you. God bless you. Praise team is coming again uh, as we prepare now for the word of God. Won't you receive our praise team?
1: at the altar. With my lips I ask of you, Lord, please forgive me. With all sincerity I do surrender. I'll do your will. I'll do I was made to worship you because
0: the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy his holy name amen 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 i hope you felt that in your house in your home i was made to worship and don't let this circumstance stop you from worshiping the lord amen because listen i stopped by to tell you god is still god and god is still good amen in the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians, amen. The book of Philippians chapter number one, amen. And I I want to read, I want to read, I want to read one verse, but I, I want to use as context verses 12 through 18, 12 through 18. I'm just going to read one verse, that verse being verse number 12. Verse number 12, there you'll find these words, but I Would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Let me read it one more time. I would have ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject, a grown folks, Thanksgiving, a grown folks, Thanksgiving, a grown folks, Thanksgiving. Now, for those of you, for those of you who, who <laughs> y'all already know, for those of you who grew up, who grew up like I did, you you may have, you may remember uh, that at Thanksgiving time when you had all of the family and all, Everybody from everywhere gather at one house at one time. Uh, th- there usually was not enough room at one table uh, to serve everybody, and so you had the grown folks' table, amen, somebody, and you had the kids' table. Right. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. The kids' table. The, 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 the kids still ate. They still ate everything that 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 was served, but 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 it wasn't served like it was served on the the grown folks table you know the grown folks table you had all the fixings and it looked real pretty at the grown folks table you had you you, you had grown folks conversation at the grown folks table you had grown folks back and forth at the grown folks co- table you had grown folk drinks at the grown folks table don't look at me like that at the grown folks table you had you had things that grown folk did at the grown folks table but but thanksgiving this year thanksgiving this year in most homes will look differently yep. the large gatherings for which this holiday is known will in many instances be pared down to just a few socially distanced family members perhaps eating even outdoors The normal travel that takes place this week across the nation is scaled back as the CDC has issued warnings against large family gatherings to try and keep COVID-19 from spreading even more voraciously than it already is. If you choose to gather, by all means, if you choose to gather, by all means, observe the recommendations, practice social distancing, and make the kinds of decisions on this one Thanksgiving day so that we can have many more Thanksgiving days in the future. Because this, this is what I call, uh, right family, this is what I call grown folks' Thanksgiving. By that, I mean two things. Number one, that that this Thanksgiving calls for some emotional maturity. It calls for emotional maturity. But then secondly, this Thanksgiving will best be experienced with some spiritual maturity. Let me me say it like this from an emotional maturity perspective. This this is when grown-ups have to take charge. Grownups have to be in charge and make difficult and perhaps even unpopular decisions. This is a grown folks Thanksgiving where somebody will have to say, no, we can't do that. So somebody will have to play the enforcer. Somebody will have to be the monitor and the reminder. Somebody will have to be the one who says uh, yes and no to this. And and everybody will have to be more responsible and responsive to the reality that is before us. If, if I could paint the picture again, uh, uh, that th- there is no kiddie table this year for Thanksgiving because this is a year when everybody has to be a little more grown up. That might seem unfair, but when you think about it, 2020 has been a year when we all have had to do some growing up children have had to grow up and make adjustments in their study habits most have had to give up their normal social interactions and many have had to adjust their expectations as it relates to extracurricular activities parents have had to grow in their capacity to help teach and tutor their children in subject matters that they learned 20 years ago in order to keep them on track for achieving their academic outcomes church members have had to grow up grow in their understanding of the usage of Facebook and YouTube and other social media platforms in order to stay connected to their church, family, and ministry events. Pastors, musicians, and ministry leaders have had to grow in their skill sets and explore new technologies in order to move ministry forward. Employers have had to grow in making work environment adjustments in order to keep their employees safe. And employees have had to grow in their implementation of new protocols and adoption of new guidelines in order to keep their businesses open and profitable. Everybody has had to grow in some way, in some matter, in some capacity in their understanding of what's really important and what we have perhaps misprioritized and need to shift. Everybody has had to grow in different and unexpected ways this year. And as such, we should all come to this holiday, hopefully a little more mature, a bit more responsible a bit more reasonable about life as it is and what's required at this juncture. But we should also come to this Thanksgiving a bit more humble, a bit more reflective, a bit more grateful, a little more appreciative, a little more thankful. And this is where spiritual maturity comes in, realizing that life is fleeting. And that our world is much more fragile than we'd like to think. We should be more thankful because we see that it does not take much to disrupt a whole world system. Thankful because in spite of it all, we're still here. We ought to approach this Thanksgiving with a bit more appreciation for the small blessings. Blessings like good walking weather. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Small, Small blessings like good family conversation. Small things like weekends at home. Small things like weeknight dinners. A bit more gratitude for being able to get groceries when you want them. A bit more appreciation for the people you have in your life. A bit more thanksgiving for the hand and the heads of God being upon you and around you. A bit more humility, understanding that we are nearly as big and as powerful as we think we are. That's spiritual maturity and spiritual maturity is what Paul is describing in this text. This is the kind of faith that all of us should at some level develop in our understanding of God and the unfolding of life in a year like we've had this year. It's a grown folk kind of faith for a grown folk thanksgiving. This is the kind of faith that can express gratitude and thanksgiving in the midst of difficult times. A faith that can say hallelujah in the context of hurt and turmoil. A faith that can see the good that's coming even out of the bad that's being experienced. A faith that can praise in the midst of problems. Worship when all others are worried. Lift up holy hands when heads are bowed down in sorrow. Faith that can find a measure of gratitude in the midst of heartbreak and grief. Listen to him in verse number 12. He says, But I would ye understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Paul, my brothers and sisters, pins this letter from a place that he had become familiar with jail. You must understand, Paul's greatest desire was to preach the gospel in Rome. But instead of coming to Rome as a preacher, he comes to Rome as a prisoner. He wanted to share Jesus, but instead of sharing Jesus, he is shackled in jail. He wanted to change the hearts and the minds of the Romans, but instead he is chained in a Roman prison. Instead of being dejected, however, and instead of being defeated or this letdown, Paul sums up his perspective on the matter in these words. The things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Let's look at that for a moment. Because the first thing I need you to see is that in life, you can expect, number one, expect for some things to happen to you. You don't have to be doing wrong. And things will happen to you. Wish I had a witness in here. You you don't have to be living in sin and things will still happen to you. You you, you can be on the right side trying to live a reasonably peaceful life to the glory of God. And and still some things will happen to you. In this experience that we call life, things happen that cause grief. Things happen that cause pain. Things happen that make us worry. Things happen that change the course of our lives. Things happen that we didn't anticipate, that we did not expect, that take us by surprise. Things happen that shock us and shake us to our core. Things happen. And being a person of faith does not keep things from happening to you. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 4, verse 12, Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Peter says, in other words, don't think it's something wrong in the world when something happens in your life. It's part of being human in a fallen world. Things are going to happen. But as mature believers spiritually developed believers, we need to know, expect, and even anticipate that along the way, things will happen. Things that you can't stop. Things that you can't change. Things that you will have to accept. Things that you will have to endure. And listen to me, watch this. And things that you will have to learn to live with. Things will happen. That you will have to learn, yeah, how to just live with it. Paul goes on record, Second Corinthians eleven. Verse 23 through 27, chronicling some of the things that have happened to him while he was in ministry. He writes, verse 24, of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils. Perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Paul says, listen, I've had a lot of stuff that just happened to me. And he says, in being a minister, being born again, being blood washed, being spirit filled, none of that kept any of this stuff from happening. When things happen in your life, you need to, number two, have a grown-up faith that will allow you to see God's hand in your happenings, to see God's hand in your happenings. One of the challenges in really trusting God is in the fact that we, we want to see God's hand in only the good stuff. Y'all stay with me for a minute. We we, we just want to see God's hand when life is good. When we're getting blessed. And and when everything, uh, all the pastures are green and all the waters are still. We want to see God's hand in that. We rule God out when life starts to hurt. We rule him out. When that which troubles us and causes us pain starts to juxtapose our theology concerning the sovereignty and the providence of God. But a grown-up faith that allows you to have a grown-up thanksgiving is the kind of faith that recognizes God's hand in all of your happenings. His hand can be found in the good of life. But his hand can also be found in the bad. His hand can be found in your ups. His hand can be found in your downs. His hand can be found when you're healthy. His hand can be found when you're sick. His hand can be found in the sun and in the rain. You've got to be spiritually mature enough and grown up enough in your faith to see God's hand in the happenings of your life wherever they are. Now hear what I'm saying. Because I'm not saying that God is the cause of everything that happens. But I am saying that God's hand can be found in everything that happens. We live in a broken world tainted by sin. Filled with sinners who commit sinful acts. But God's hand can be found even in those moments. Comforting us, protecting us, restoring us, healing us, repairing us, reviving and even redirecting the outcome. Talk to me Paul. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4 and 8 he says we're troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Listen to Paul. I love that. I love that, Stephen, because Paul, Paul does not have a problem admitting to life having hurt him. That's a grown-up faith. A grown-up faith, a grown-up faith is a faith that will look folk in the eye when you're hurt and say, I'm hurting now. How you feeling, Reverend? I'm hurting now. I don't have to declare I'm blessed and highly favored every time somebody asks me how I'm doing. The truth of the matter is, I have some bad days. Wish I had a witness in here. I I have some days when I cry. I have some moments when my head is down. Every day I don't have the energy to lift up my hands, but but even in those moments, I declare still God is good. Watch this, y'all. I don't have to watch this. I don't have to deny my reality to admit to the goodness of God. That's a mature faith when I can acknowledge I'm having it rough right now. I'm having a bad day right now. I don't know how this is going to turn out. (laughs) But I know my redeemer lives. Wish I had a witness in here. That, that's a grown up faith. God does not ask us. To deny our pain. He does not ask us to suppress our sorrow. He does not ask us to put on a superficial face of faith. And get through life by quoting scriptures and declaring and decreeing things over ourselves. It's okay to admit when life happens and when life hurts but it's in grown up faith shoes when we can walk out that faith and recognize that God's hand is found in life's happenings redirecting the outcome <laughs> did you see it let me show it to you you missed it. it look at what paul says again he says he says but not god's hand stanley is in the but not. Paul says, I admit I was troubled, but not distressed. I can acknowledge I was perplexed, but not in despair. I, I I will confirm I've been persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. It's when life happens to us that God's hand redirects the outcome and keeps all that could happen from happening. So we can look back on it and testify. It hurt me, but because his hand was around me, it didn't destroy me. It made me cry, but because his hand was covering me, it didn't steal my joy. It broke my heart, but because his hand was holding me, it didn't break my spirit. It caused me to lose some sleep, but because his hand was keeping me, it didn't let me lose my faith, lose my hope, or lose my mind because God's hand was with me and on me, and a grown-up faith helps you. To see God's hand even in the midst of life's happenings. Thirdly, and I'm through, I'm through, Thirdly, I'm through. When you see God's hand in the midst of life's happenings, it allows me, lastly, to trust God with the outcome. To trust God with the outcome. Look, look, Go go back. I I told you I needed you to look at verses 12 through 18. Let me read a few of them for you. Start at verse 12. It says, the things which happened unto me, have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident in my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear, uh, without fear. Go, go, go down to verse 18. Verse 18 says, what then, now every way Whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life, Or by death. Watch this y'all. And I'm through. Paul says to us in this text. That we've got to trust God. For the outcome. Here he is. In prison rather than a pulpit. And he says even though watch this. Even though he wanted. mm, To be in a pulpit. But was stuck in a prison. He says watch this. I see how God used me in the prison for the furtherance of the gospel. He says, I wanted to be talking and arguing my case before Greek philosophers, but I'm chained to Philippian, Philippian rather, jailers. He said, and even though I'm stuck in custody rather than standing in a coliseum, I see how God used it for the furtherance of the gospel. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, sir. And, 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 and listen, all, all I need you to understand is that God will take things that we think are a detriment and use it to develop either us or the furtherance of his gospel. Have you ever seen God use something bad to work out something good? Have you ever watched the Lord take something messed up and work out a miracle of it? Have you ever watched the Lord help you out on the backside of a hurtful time? Have you ever seen the Lord take a tragedy and use it with a triumphant ending? That's what happens with Paul here. And back in the book of Acts, it tells us that the jailer and his family got saved. The other prisoners heard Paul and Silas singing round about midnight. In the Whole jailhouse started rocking and they got saved. All I need you to hear this morning yes, is that God will take things that we thought were of none effect and use them for His good, for His will, and for His purpose. Yes, Paul said, I didn't come to Rome with any of that on my mind. I came here with a heart and a mind to do one thing, but God let me be put in jail. But I saw when I was in jail, the jailer got saved. His family got saved. The prisoners got saved. Folks, watch this, folks who I didn't even plan on talking to. Y'all ain't hearing me. He said, I see how God used this beyond what I ever imagined. All I'm saying is a grown-up faith yes, will allow you to trust God with the outcome. Yes, yes. I know he will. Yes, sir. He'll do things you never thought All right. he would do. When you leave it up to him and put, in, put it in his hands, yes, God will do things that were never on your heart or on your mind. Yes. Oh yeah, he did the same thing yes. with his only begotten son. Jesus, remember, he is in the garden of Gethsemane. And he prays that prayer, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from my lips. That's what he prayed. Then he followed that prayer up, that request with this prayer. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, watch this and I'm done. Jesus trusted his father with the outcome. He said, listen, if it's left up to me, I'd rather this end a different way. If I had my druthers, if I had my choice about the matter, I'd rather secure salvation for humanity through some other means. But I'm trusting you with the outcome. Nevertheless, not my will, yes, sir. but thine be done. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad this morning yes, sir. that Jesus trusted the Father for the outcome. I'm glad that he said, Lord, I, I, I know what I came to do, and I know why I'd rather do it, but Father, I'm putting it in your hands. Yes, sir. And a grown-up faith, I, I, I'm through, y'all, I promise, I'm through. But a grown-up faith. A grown-up faith ultimately puts it in the Father's hands. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you've gone through, whatever you've been through, whatever you have yet to experience, I pray that on this Thanksgiving, you would have a grown-up faith and know that whatever it is, you can put it in the Father's hands and trust him For the outcome. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. I want to pray for someone who may be joining us now. Listen, don't log off just yet. It's not over. I know, I know you got your sermon, but watch this. Stay on with us because there's something else. There's something else you may need that only the Father can provide. I want you, watch this, to put something else in the Father's hand. And it's your life. See, because the reality is you've been been trying to keep yourself and hold yourself. And do for yourself a long time now. I want you. To put your life. In the father's hand. And trust him. For the outcome. Pray this prayer with me now. Father in the name of Jesus. I open my heart to you. I come before you and ask you. To save me of my sin. I believe now jesus to be the son of christ i believe that he died on a cross for my sins and i believe he rose again from the dead and right now by faith i accept jesus as lord and savior of my life in jesus name amen now, if you pray that prayer, I want you to call the number that's on your screen. There's somebody right now who's waiting to talk with you to give you some information on how to live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. They also want to talk with you about how you can connect with us here at K-Chapel. If you want to be a member here, uh, you can actually complete all of that online and, and have the right hand of fellowship and become a member with us, even though we are not meeting physically in the sanctuary. You don't have to wait to join us. You can do that right now. Call the number that's on your screen. Somebody's waiting to talk to you. Bless your beloved i pray that you now would prepare to receive the communion hopefully you've had an opportunity to come on this weekend and pick up the communion that was prepared for you and for your family if you were not able to do that if you will take just a moment and go to your pantry uh, grab a cracker and get some juice out of the refrigerator uh, remembering that these are, are symbols they're substitutes they're symbols of our, of, of our Savior's body and our Savior's blood. And so uh, we ask that you get something now to represent that uh, as we partake in this, the Lord's Supper. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now that you are our God, that you have provided a way for the redemption of Mankind, through the sacrifice and the saving blood of your son. God, now we pray that you shine a light from heaven upon our souls. If you find anything that should not be. God, we pray that you take it out now. Sin. Arrogance. Pride, anger lust, greed, whatever it is that is not of you, O God, remove it from us now and replace it with more of yourself, more of your presence, and more of your power. In Jesus' name, amen. If you will now prepare by getting the wafer or what you have gotten from your pantry as we partake of the Lord's bread together and he took bread, break it and blessed it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, after the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And when they finish, they sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. My brothers and my sisters, we want to remind you uh, that as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, uh, let's do all that we can to do so safely. We want to experience many more Thanksgivings, and we can do that if we practice a little discipline and self-control this Thanksgiving. Amen. Also, we want to remind you that this week we will not have a Bible study on this Wednesday. We shall resume on next Wednesday. Also, Let me, let me also um, thank those of you who have participated in Alone in His Presence, uh, uh, the sanctuary hours that we started on last week. Uh, many of you have come out and you shared with me what a tremendous blessing it was just to be able to sit in the sanctuary to pray and to meditate and to see this sacred place. Uh, this week, because the offices are closed, we will not have those hours. Uh, but we will resume that on next week. And so, if you like an opportunity to come and have some sanctuary hours, some quiet time here in this sacred space, uh, you can begin calling the office on next week and reserve your time on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. God bless you, and God keep you, is our prayer. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.